Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello everyone, this is the Gallant Few Podcast. Today we're going to review Rangers' past two games against Livingston and Standard Liège. We're also going to look ahead to the next two fixtures against Lech Poznan and Kilmarnock. Back by popular demand, I'm back in the host seat and I'm joined today by Ian McCready. How are we, Ian? Evening, guys. Graham Curry. Hello, boys. And former host, Colin McDuff. Hi, Colin. Nah, you're getting a bit cocky <laughs> these days, former host. Cheeky bastard. Nah, we'll see. It's a bit like Advocate McLeish. You know, you've you've done your time. We brought great success. I'll steal the, steal the ship. Eh? So, I'm Advocate. Aye. Is that, I'd take that. You know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as long as I'm not a forward win, that's, that's cool. Nah, Graham, you like that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so loads to cover today, so we'll jump straight into it and look at today's game against Livingston. Ian, were you confident going into this game, or was there a bit of a worry? As uh, sometimes we we do tend to get a bit complacent after being victorious in an old thumb. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was really a worry. A wee bit nervous, maybe like. Uh, previously, we have had good results against Celtic, then shit in the bed. Um, so it's good to see that that's not happening anymore and I think that the reason for that is the the increased strength in squad the, the players that came in today we didn't we didn't see that drop off that was happening before um, we've taken out Arfield uh, and Kamara and uh, Aribo and was it Davis have came in and the midfield was just as good as it ha- has been um, and then the four comes in as well up front and gets a, a cracking goal. So yeah, that drop off's not there anymore. So coming off the back of a European game, I'm much more confident now going into a, a going into the Sunday game that 
when we're kid, we do rest a couple of guys that have played on the Thursday that that we can cope with it now. I think, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. We do have the, the strength and depth. Um, nowadays, when we're playing Thursday, Sunday, we are, I think Barry Ferguson said it in the studio, we made five changes, and certainly by the first you know, half performance, there, there seemed to be no drop-off. But I'm in the boat. There is absolutely no point in beating Celtic if we're going to slip up at home to Levy. So absolutely no excuse to, to not get three points in that. So we'll run through the uh, the starting eleven: uh, McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Holanda, Bassey, Jack, Davis, Aribo, Hadji, Kent, and Defoe. So there's five changes in total uh, to the team. So with the starting lineup, a few talking points there. Colin, were you happy with the the lineup? And were you surprised to see Jermaine Defoe starting? Um, I, I was fairly happy with the lineup. I think it was. Similarly, what your selling Ian was saying about the strength and depth, you know, there's not really bad in any huge shocks like maybe Brandon Barker starting centre half or something. There's not really a not really a lineup that you're going to be upset about, especially at home to Livingston. I did think he was going to start came out of because you know he's he's a uh, first game back off the bench against. Uh, Lee Edge, I'm sure we're going to come to but I think he's somebody we need to try and get minutes so I thought that would have been a good game to start him equally Jermaine Defoe he's been left out of the European squad and today today shows you why he's been left out of the European squad so he can have an impact domestically and he certainly has and I've said before I've, I always like the idea of having four strikers and all four strikers should be able to compete at, the, at, at least domestically yeah, I agree with you. And I think also something I thought as well is it didn't work last time out against Livy, so we had to do something different. Now, when I when I thought Defoe starting, he's very much in the last man or, you know, the last defender sort of striker. Morelos in the past weeks has been coming so deep and that's been leaving gaps. But if we have Morelos coming deep, you know, it's going to be very difficult. Do, do you agree with it? It was a good decision? I know obviously it proved to to be the correct decision, Graham, but do you think that's a, a valid point, maybe about you know the way we played against Livingston the last time and you know counteracted that and he learned from his lessons a bit? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it, really. Um, but yeah, the full introduced something that allowed us to go into and behind. Uh, all, Defoe was always playing on the shoulder of the last man there, so um, that was a, just a new element that was brought into the play. Um, but uh, you're right, Morelos has been coming deep and dropping off quite a bit. Um, I don't know if that's deliberate by him or if he's been coached that way, but um, that tactic today was what helped us um, open up Livingston because they were so narrow. They were so narrow, they were so grouped. And that's to be expected. We knew they were going to do that, so it must have been a, a conscious decision to say, right, let's put the four and let's break the let's break the back four line by playing balls over the top, which um, proved to be what actually opened them up eventually. I think that, that's a good point about changing the changing the setup. No just on how the strikers set up. The three behind the four, because the four was drawn long nine out of ten times, 
allowed either Kent Hadji or Rebo to either go short or maybe run beyond the four or run with the four. And there was just so many different options today uh, for the defenders and the midfielders to either pick out a long ball or go for the build-up play. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Ian? I think what you're saying there as well with the midfield, it's like this is a bit more um, like horses for courses in the team selection, I think. And that's why we had Arable, Kent and Hadji, because you know that Livingston are just going to pack that defence. So you, the three, those three players can produce something from nothing. So I think that's why all three of them are in today. Yeah, I think, I think we can look back and say that the changes definitely definitely worked. I mean, I'm sure if we started the exact same team that started against Standard Age, we would have got a result. But, you know, it's good to freshen things up and get people, you know, valuable minutes as well. So into the action, Rangers got off to a great start with Joe Rebo scoring a tap-in. Uh, Defoe had his shot blocked, fell to Hadji, who did brilliantly, I thought, to cut it back to Rebo, who couldn't have missed Graham. Couldn't have asked for a better start. Yeah, I think just before that though, the, 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 there was a what opened up the defence was a wee two uh, a wee two touch pass from Hadji, but he touched it to his left, t- touched it to his right, and then played a ball for just to create that little bit of space that played in um, Defoe. I thought it was really clever, um, and Hadji done that quite a bit today, finding those wee slide rule passes. Um, but again, that was that also came from applying pressure to that big Diddy Ambrose. So it was that he was um, put under pressure, and that got us the got us possession so far up the pitch. But yeah, nice wee ball for Hadji. The four, I thought it could have went to the a cross goal, but it didn't seem to do it. It seemed to go to the near post with the with the shot, and that was then. Rebounded it, but yeah, you're right. Hadji did do it. It was a really clever cutback, um, left foot on the slide, and managed to pick him out. So, yeah, good opening, good start. Ian, talk to me about Hadji. We've 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 had quite a lot of conversations about him, but if you look, you know, today he's got an assist again. Past two games, he's not been spectacular, but what's your opinions on him and? Do you know, I thought I thought he was quite harshly treated in the post match. I, I thought they were really hard on him. But is that what he's needing? Is he needing a kick up the arse, really, or do you think we need to be a bit more, you know, give him a bit more time and things like that? I think maybe a bit of both. I think um, we know he's definitely a talented player. We've seen that, like against Braga. Like uh, I don't know, if, well, it was his first goal, wasn't it? Like it was a really good goal. Um, today the pass for the four, and then following up with the pass through to Aribo. Um, I think we just still play him in the wrong position. I think see if we put him in at number ten, well he's he's much more dangerous because look where he he's, he set up those two. Uh, so he sets up the defoe chance from the middle of the like just out with the width of the goals, eh? and then it's across the box for Aribo. I think that's where his best position is. Um, when I first seen him, he was playing for Romania uh, against uh, England under 21s. That was the first time I ever seen Hadji, and he absolutely tore them to pieces playing number 10. And every one of the England under 21 team were Premiership players. Um, and I think we just need to get him in there. I think 
what we still do lack is that right, proper right-sided player. And I think he just kind of gets stuck out there a lot of the time. Because, yeah, as I said, we say, we don't have that right-sided. We don't have a Ryan Kent on the right, um, which I think would give that more balance. Because I don't think Arabo can play out there either. And we really want Arabo in at the 10 as well. So we'll just play six number 10s and <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tav. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I agree. And there's another couple of examples of that where had you been in the centre of the pitch, one of them was um, it was Bassey who crossed the ball. He got the nine and crossed it in, but it was a, along the deck cross. Um, just controlled it right away. This is right on the D. And his immediate reaction is to look up, look right about him and see what can I lay it off to. And the end he laid it off to Jack. Um, and Jack, it was a bit of a powder puff. Uh, short, but it was still that awareness of what was around about him. And it just struck me as soon as he'd done it, was his first reaction was to look round about him. He's not interested, he knows where the ball is at his feet. He's always just looking about, looking for where can I lay this off? How can I be the interplay um, in between here? But the only thing that I noticed as a negative was, um, and this is probably backing up your point, that he probably should be up further up the field in terms of being a number 10 was the one that Livingston hit the post I felt that he could have been chasing back he could have been helping Tavernier and he, he could he didn't do it he was sort of jogging back when he should have been sprinting if, if he had made a, a proper sprint back to help Tav and Tav couldn't press because he had a man to, to look after if he had been getting back to a full sprint it would have been cut out at the halfway line it wouldn't even have got as far, as far up the pitch as it did um, but that was my only negative about Hadji today. I didn't feel he was as if he was involved much, but when he did get involved, he was intelligent and clever enough to be to try to link up the play. Yeah, Colin, I'll, I'll come to you. Um, just the last point about Hadji. Um, is he worth, you know, changing your full game plan over? Do you think? Like we're talking about, you know, playing this system, which we've done for well over a year now I'd say for this specific no wingers is it worth really you know changing it all just for him that's a million dollar question isn't it I think it can be on on today so I, I get I get what you're saying that we need to play Haji maybe in the number 10 in central but I, I actually think if um, Aribo hadn't got injured and we had a chance to play a, a three of Haji Kent and Aribo behind a striker and I think if if they get a few weeks they may be playing that formation domestically I, I think eventually they can maybe mould into a, a front four and you know pe- best case scenario Kent, Hadji and Aribo they all know where it is not just the individual players which we kind of seen today they then start working as a unit I think that's maybe what the manager wants to see happening with with this particular formation at home in the league. I don't think it's all really based around Hadji. I think the other two have a big part to play as well. Because, I mean, I know he was towards the, the goals uh, for that. It was towards the box for that assist, but he was drafting out left early on in the in the first half. So if if he's drifting out left, eventually you want you want a rebo to come in for the right, which he did and can't be going in centre. If Haji goes out right, you want them switching about. I think if we can get them 
playing regularly in that, they're going to be a phenomenal front three with another striker in front of them. And against Livingston, Hamilton, Kilmarnock at home, they'll be they'll be phenomenal. Yeah, I think there should be flexibility within that. So, I mean, there's nothing to say we start with, you know, a 4-2-3-1 and then we go 4-3-3, you know, because we've got the players for it. We put, a, you know, a rebo, you're going to attack the right wing. Hadji, you coming a bit more central. If that's, you know, if we're getting ran in the middle of the park, it's easy to say, a rebo come back and we'll go back to that formation. So there should be some fluidity. It doesn't matter where Hadji is, even if he's on the left or the right or in the middle. The other players just need to know to go into a space because he'll find them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll move on. Um, obviously, spent a bit of time talking about Hadji there. Um, as I say, we, we all hope he obviously don't think he's playing poorly, but we know he can do a lot better, which is which is quite you know the frustrating part for all of us. Um, so in the 15 minute, we doubled our lead. It was a, a fantastic ball deep uh, by Tavernier. An unbelievable finish from the 38-year-old Jermaine Defoe. What a finish, Graham! And even though he's uh, he's getting to the towards the end of his career, he's, he's still got a big part to play in this team, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, fantastic finish, great ball from Tavernier as well, and uh, yeah, a left foot finish. He controlled it. He didn't even shoot. He just controlled it into the bottom uh, into the bottom corner. Fantastic goal. Uh, I think it was started a wee bit earlier though. Um, I noticed that it was Jack who had controlled the, uh, who who demanded the ball. It was a wee bit bouncing about in the in between midfield and defence. Bassey was thinking about taking it, and Jack demanded it. He just demanded the ball and said, "I'm taking this," and then played. I think he played it to Davis, who then played it out to um, Tav, who then put that ball in. And it just struck me that Jack has grown so much. He's just. He's demanding the ball. He's controlling it. And I thought it was a proper box-to-box performance for Jack today. Um, the amount of times that I've seen him on the edge of the box, we talk about the shot. He had a couple of these, those shots. But the amount of times that he was just demanding the ball off the back four and controlling the game from there. But, uh, yeah, it's just a point to say that that's what started to move off in the first place before that great, uh, great pass and great finish. I'm actually glad you raised that because I personally think Jack's been our best best player in the past two ga- uh, past two games. That's standable age and uh, Livingston. Ian, to be honest, you know he didn't start the old firm. He'd have been disappointed with that. He's obviously you know he had a bit of time out, played a few games with, with Scotland. It's, it's hard to leave him out. <laughs> I know it's the same with a lot of players, but it's hard to leave Jack out to start eleven, isn't it? Oh, it's it's a brilliant scenario to be in. Well. Arfield was undroppable, Kamara undroppable, but I think today it was more about uh, rotation rather than dropping them. Um, and then the same with Jack, it's like Davis is the same, like every single player. Like, why did we sign Zungu? Like, really? <laughs> so we've still got him to come in. So, um, and if if he, uh, if, if he's, I'd imagine if we're signing him, he's got to be of a level that you would think would be better or similar to the others, or there's no point in signing them at all. Um, hopefully it's better, and, and we just take that step on further again. But aye, the midfield, it's just, it's going to, it's so, you pick, pick three or two or whatever formation we're playing, and 
you know you're getting a shift and they're, they're probably going to be two of your better players or three of your better players on the day. I think, I see, see what you're saying that, like, you know, why sign Zungu? It's so difficult because, you know, there was a, there was a time in the, you know, only a few, <laughs> few weeks ago where, you know, we had this three in midfield and we had no other option. We had Jamie Barjonis, absolute last resort in the, in the bench. Colin, is there maybe an argument that we've maybe got a bit too much players? Are we going to need everybody to play a part, do you think? It's going to be a very heavy season with we're not going to have a winter break. And even look at the next few fixtures. We're playing, we played Thursday, Sunday last week or this week. Next week it's Thursday, Sunday. The week after it's Thursday, Sunday. So everybody's going to have a part to play in the first team. Neil McCann was thought about, he was thought about when he was at Rangers, how squad competition helped him become the player he was at Rangers. He was talking about the competition he had out in the left was Alberts, Van Bronckhorst, Kenidja, Lovenkrantz, and he had to be the top of his game. And in the scenario for our midfield, I think there's an argument to say Scott Arfield doesn't have the performances he had if he hadn't been dropped. He's seen that Arebo's been out injured. I know he's a, he's a man with a shot and he up my game. And I think that's maybe why you're seeing Ryan Jack coming in straight away, having great performances, like Sir Glenn Kamara. Everybody has to be at the top of their game. I think it's great because if nobody's got to keep that level all the way through the season, uh, but if somebody gets a chance, they know they need, to, they need to be 10 out of 10 to keep the jersey. As, as a bit of a hard one, and Graham, I'll come to you. It's just my last point on squad depth. I mean, now, if you were just for, you know, touch wood, you know, we don't get any serious injuries and, you know, Katic, for example, was was fit tomorrow. Like, how hard how how hard is it going to be to keep all this team happy? I mean, you look at George Edmondson, for example. He's barely kept a ball this season. We had, imagine if Katic was back, as I say, tomorrow. How 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 do you keep everyone happy? Do you think, how do you think Gerard's doing that? Because it, it seems as though you know, obviously, we're not seen behind the scenes, but. You know, when Jordan Jones is coming on, like he's, he's he's doing all he can to to improve. Like he's not nobody seems to be throwing the toys out the the pram. But do you think there's a worry that that might happen? Uh, it's not my concern, to be honest. I don't know how that would be a that's for the gaffer in it to just to work that out. Um, I I don't know. Maybe that's just arrogant that I just think that everybody should just be delighted to be playing for for Rangers. I. Uh, uh, how would you keep them all happy? Rotation is what it's happening just now, so I guess so. If we're going to have 60 games this season, we're going to need to be rotating it. Um, Hollander stepped out on Thursday night, comes back in again. Um, rotation has to be the way. I guess everybody's just going to have to be told, listen, you are going to get 30 games this season, and you just need to be aware that you will get 30 games. We're going to play 60, but you'll definitely get 30, you'll definitely get 30. We're just managing you, we're managing your um, game time. So there must be a programme or there must be a, a an awareness within the squad that there will be games given to everybody at some point. Yeah, so that was basically the, the first half. We had a, we had a mini scare when, when they hit the post and Graeme, you touched upon. Maybe I, I thought... Um, Golton and Hollander have done the best they could in that situation. We're quite quite lucky. The Livingston um, Livingston striker wasn't really expecting it to hit off the post. Uh, but after after that, um, especially in the second half, 
we seem to take our foot off the gas a bit. Not many chances created. Um, Colin, would you put that down to the nature of our past two games and, and travelling through midweek that we sort of took the foot off the gas? I think there's maybe a, a mixture of eye fatigue. I mean, for the players who were playing on Thursday night, that was a very heavy pitch they were playing on, travelling as well. And it's, you know, it's only natural that, you know, there's a bit of a come down when you go from Celtic and we age to Livingston at home. But I think the Celtic result today, all the players would have seen that there. And they would have they would have been fired up for for, for the warm up. Never, never even mind the first minute. So I think what they've had in their head is we need to get this job done early on. And I think they had in their head that they can just see the game out for the second half. I think that's why we've seen that there was a bit of a drop off in quality and performance. I think they were more focused on seeing the game out because that's where Rangers have been criticised the last couple of years. Bottling it after after a big result, no seeing games out, so it wasn't easy in the eye, but fair play to them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we made a few changes, um, but failed to really, really spark the game into life, so we brought on Kamar Ruth, Itton, Arfield and Jones. Ian, um, I, I, I felt a bit bad for them, because you know, we touched upon the depth there. Um, there is pressure on these players to really make an impact, to you know get a starting place but as I said the game was so flat it was it's really difficult for these guys to come on and really entertain us effectively and get a starting position. Absolutely like the second half was just so bad like we just completely switched off but it's a good scenario we have when you're you know the game's dead after 15 minutes and we can save a bit of energy Uh, you know like if we're going to be 60 games Thursday Sunday um, but yeah, it's it's hard day eh, when you're given, particularly when it's so flat like today. Like Motherwell, a ten came on, didn't he? And he's got two goals because it was a bit more lively and a bit more life about us that day um, in the second half. But yeah, it's hard. It's definitely hard. I mean, when do these guys get the chance to impress properly? I mean, Roof scored a, an absolute world-class goal midweek and like I thought he'd start today uh, definitely surprised when Defoe starts but then when you obviously think he's been left out of the Europa squad so he's not travelled and should be fresh so it's, it's going to be hard like particularly maybe more for Itten if he's not starting today when is he going to ever start? The midfield we do seem to have a lot more rotation of guys uh, the defence, we see the rotation of the two centre-backs just now. It's interesting to see when Tav ever gets a rest and if Goldson ever gets a rest. Like, the manager even mentioned that himself about overplaying Goldson. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Bassey came on the other, week, the other night, didn't he, Thursday, and really impressed. I thought he was excellent. So, is it just that you really need to it's up to you personally. He really come in and just grab the game by the scruff of the neck like Bassey did, and and, and force your way in. No, I, I agree with you. It's, I think it's just as it difficult. The only 
I think Bassey's a good one that you've said, and uh, Arfield as well. He came into a game against Dundee United and he done excellently, and you've seen he's been our best best player. But you know, I think it's very hard when there's a, the other ten outfield players are just you know keeping the ball dilly dally. How how if you are it, and how are you how are you going to light that game up and, and make a make a stake for like being in the first eleven? It is a difficult one, but I guess it's it's good that we can have that luxury as well. So with full time, uh, 2-0, Celtic obviously dropping two points as well earlier on. Graham, uh, a good weekend, would you say? Ah, good weekend, good week, good week in general. Done, done very well. Um, I'd watched the Celtic game earlier in the day and you could all see it coming, you know, you could just see them bringing it back. I was so, you're expecting them to... To, to bring it back um, and that's just a reflection on Aberdeen you can't even say that's a reflection of how good Celtic are or even though they do get late goals it's just a reflection on how poor Aberdeen are um, that you just knew that they were going to throw, throw it away and, and it proved it uh, but I delighted delighted for the three results this week 2-0, 2-0, 2-0 um, I did I didn't think we were that great today. Um, just a couple of points. The, the midfield, I didn't, Haji, Aribo and Kent didn't do much for me. I don't think we controlled that game with our back four and Davis and Jack. It was them that won that game just because we kept possession of the ball for the full 90 minutes, just passing it amongst them and keeping it. Kent didn't do much at all. Aribo didn't do much. I mean, you, you were mentioning that it's the second half that we had a drop-off. They didn't do much in the first half either. It was just that we had got those early goals and then controlled the game. And Jacks must be learning. I'm confident that the influence of Davis is rubbing off on him. He's just learning how to control a game, just passing it about, just demanding the ball. And everything he does just seems to be in control. He gave the ball a couple of times today, but... Um, he wasn't slow in getting it back. He was always harrying and, and getting it back. Um, very impressed with Jack today. He was my man of the match, definitely. Um, but yeah, good week. Good week, and good week all, all in. You, you said about Jack definitely improving. I think like all the midfielders have definitely improved. Um, and it's, I think it's having Davis on the pitch and then you've got Gerard and McAllister off the pitch. There's just that... Two ridiculously good midfielders coaching you, and then one alongside you. Like it's just going to, it's it's got to make you a better player. If you don't become a better player in that scenario, then just you should be shown the door. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, that's Felters. I think just one other point on the game today was the crowd being missing. I wonder if that has an impact on us at all because... I would imagine it being at Ibrox today, and it hurt me a couple of times today just watching because seeing your seat and stuff right on the tail, I should be sitting there watching this. And I think the crowd would be getting frustrated with that team today, even though they're 2 0 up. I think there'd be a lot of frustrations coming for the stands. I'd be happy not to go to a game all season if that's how we, we, we play and we win the league. <laughs> I think it's just so you can eye up Emma Dodds, to be honest, Ian. But, uh... <laughs> We'll move on, uh, just in case your missus is listening. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on to uh, Thursday's game away to Standard Liège in the Europa League group stage. It was a great night for Rangers, as we've briefly discussed. It was actually our first away win in the group stages in Europe since 2007. Can anyone name the game? Leon. Well done. Uh, well, since you answered that, uh, Ian, I'll stick with you. How important is it to break this, do you think? Because I don't necessarily think under Gerard we've been particularly poor, you know, if I'm looking at the group stage games. But I look back at some results like Young Boys, Spartak Moscow the year before. We really should have done better. But I think this will be massive for us going forward. Yeah, definitely. I think we've... we've been in positions to win away games on, and had some really good results away. Like, Villarreal, like, Arfield had a chance really late on, didn't he? And he's messed it up a wee bit. But Spartak, as you say, you know, when Morelos scores a perfectly good goal, and uh, if that's counted, then, I mean, we've definitely won that game. And then we go and throw it away. Uh, was it Rapid Vienna? Did we throw it away there as well? No? Yeah? Aye. Uh, so, yeah, we've definitely thrown away a few results um, away from home. So it's good to kind of get that, the kind of monkey off your back and, and get that away win. Um, but I think it's important that we got that one against the age because I think Benfica will probably win the group. And then I fancy us to be second fairly comfortably because I think we should take three off Poznan. If we can get a point from Benfica over the two games, that puts us in a great position. We'll have seven points after the four games. We'll be looking to win one of the last two, I reckon, to get through. Um, so, yeah, getting that, we definitely had to get an away win, I think, uh, to get out this group. So, important to get it first game, I think, as well, so that we're not it puts us in a good position. We're not kind of chasing it. And I think when we go away, so like said, Benfica and uh, in Poland as well, I think it will, we will take confidence from it. And I think it's good that it's the first game of the group as well. So we can, as I say, build that, build a wee bit of a run in the in the group stages. Run through the lineup quickly. So we had McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Balogun, Barisic, Kamara, Jack, Arfield, Kent, Hadji, Morelos. Colin, any any complaints with that lineup? Are you, you know, is there any anybody you wanted to really see start that? No, um, I find the only surprise for me 
was Balligan for Hillander. Uh, I think Gerrard's tended to to go away Golson and Hillander in the European games, but I wasn't I wasn't too disappointed. I think I think Balligan had a, had a great game uh, alongside the rest of the defence, and I do rate him as a centre half. That was only a slight surprise with me, but no, I think that was as strong a team as we could have put out. Yeah, I was quite shocked Davis not starting, but I guess with the amount of games he's been playing, it's only natural and. You know, the conditions, like they must have been very tough in the legs, you know, especially if you played 90 minutes and that. So, by the way, how many subs are you allowed in Europe? Have you seen, is there like 10 subs or something you're allowed? 10 or 11 uh, subs? Aye, it's 11 subs. You, you can have uh, 23 men, I think it was. Jeez. So your match day squad's 23. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I seen it. But, uh, no, fair play, i seen the uh, young... Uh, King getting the bench, Leon King. Leon King getting the bench. So that's that's great for him to be involved in, in that as well. So Rangers uh, started brightly and we got a penalty in the 18th minute for uh, for a handball. It was a clear penalty, Graham, um, and a superb penalty from Tav. I thought. Yeah, clear penalty. Uh, there was no VAR, was there? No, no. I was surprised. I was expecting that they're going to go and review this after the. I mean, it was a clear penalty, but it was still, you know, that way you're like, just do a luck that it'll get chopped off somehow. They're going to find a way to chalk it off. But no, it was a clear penalty. I was, um, and then, yeah, great finish. Composure, definitely. I think in terms of the penalty as well, it's the keepers went the right way, so it has to be a good penalty, you know what I mean? It's, it's right in the corner and it's powerful. Um, so I thought it was a great penalty. Ian, would you want to come in there? They just the Europa League VAR, they only use that in the knockout stages, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Because Edmondson had the one against Leverkusen. Why are they not rolling it out? It's just too much money. Is it a lot of teams in the Europa League that don't have it, don't have the facilities yet? Aye, you'll get it as a Bajani champions moaning that <laughs> Nikwana's ran away with a camera or something. <laughs> Sorry to any Azerbaijanis out there listening. I'm sure you're oh, As I was worried about calling <laughs> thieves. <laughs> so, so it was actually a couple of minutes, late, minutes later, sorry, Hadji had an unbelievable shot from about 30 to 35 yards out, which was just dipped wide. Ian, we discussed this a couple of weeks ago, actually, me and yourself, and maybe trying these shots more often, but... Um, it was probably a good thing it didn't go in because that goal would have been forgotten about because of roofs, eh? <laughs> would it though? It would have been absolutely that would uh that would have been a, a right up there as well. Like I've really been watching Rangers games in the future to see uh, world class goals. <laughs> um it was some shot and I'd think the keeper's beaten and he's just like, ah, I've got it covered and uh well you were lucky it went wide, pal. Um oh, it was that's we do need that more often. I think like more shooting for outside the box and I have a go. If you don't shoot, you don't score. Is the the old saying? Eh? So yeah, more more of that, please. Definitely, he's definitely got it in his locker, Hadji. So he should be should be trying uh, a few again anyway. But um, bit of a concern. We obviously Barisic went off injured in the first half. Uh, he didn't feature today. Bassi came on. Colin, were you confident with him coming into such a big game? And we've touched on it, but how do you think he done? I'll be honest, when I seen he was coming on, I 
I was quite concerned. I'll probably sound a bit hypocritical here because I think a couple of weeks ago I'd, I said I'd have no concerns for Bassi coming in if Bassett needed a rest or whatever. But that's me thinking that situation would come at home in the league or you know maybe away to a Hamilton or St Mirren or someone. Uh, no disrespect to them, but that kind of kind of level where you don't mind uh, younger guys coming through. So you, you try to piss off everybody. Get that job done. Can't you're going to be a target then? That's it. No, there's no such thing as bad publicity, <laughs> is there? Um, so when Basti was coming on, I. I thought there was a major test for him. I, I thought I was a bit nervous to see how how he was going to get on. If I was a standard layers coaching staff and the more experienced players, I would have been thinking right, we need to target this guy and make sure he has to has to work to prove himself. But you know what? He's he had he was exceptional. Um, he, arguably, he's a contender for man of the match in Thursday night. I thought he was he was absolutely solid and in really difficult conditions as well. And the biggest thing for me when Barisic or Tavernier went out last year or the year before, Rangers didn't have to change our game plan. Uh, he just slotted in perfectly into that role. And I, I was really pleased with how he, how he went about his business. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I was I was concerned to say, but I think you need to realise as well, he's, he's 20 years old and... Before this season, he's not played any first-team games and he's not even had any any loans, which is a bit a bit unusual and a bit of a concern. So he's not been playing against, you know, grown men and, you know, like the lower leagues or something. I think he is going to make a few mistakes. It's only natural, but I think he's had an excellent start to his career for, you know, the first time experiencing real professional football so let's hope he let's hope he keeps it up and as I say I'm, I'm sure he will get chances throughout this season um, as well um, Graham I'll come to you with this one Morelos had a had a really good chance I thought he, he sort of he's tried, tried to lay it off to Scott Arfield I think uh, I don't know if you remember the, the chance but he really should have just stuck his laces through it especially in the conditions you concerned at all with Morelos' performances and he's going through a bit of a not a goal drought but he's he's went a few games out of goal hasn't he? No I'm not concerned I'm actually encouraged to see this change in attitude he's um, he's trying to link players up I thought that uh, albeit that that um, occasion that you're talking about you're right he should have just you know let go let a, a shot go but I think it's encouraging that he's now starting to realise that there's players about him and he should be laying it off because all things he was just head down and he was so focused on just getting a shot away which sometimes isn't always the best thing um, sometimes there are other options in there so um, no I'm encouraged to see him changing his plan and uh, changing his game plan and I think the goals will come he, he's, he's still got it in him but yeah there was a couple on Thursday night actually where you thought no it should have happened it should have been a goal there but it wasn't to be I think I think it took a few bad Took a bad touch and he, he had like quite a, a poor shot in the, the second half. And then there was one where, the, I mean, fair play, the conditions were terrible, but he, he just completely fluffed his his touch when, when the conditions were bad. But yeah, I'm sure he'll get back. I, I, Morelos is such a confidence player, so hopefully he gets that up. He just needs a, you know, a couple of goals against a Livingston or something, I think. Just on that, him being a confidence player, 
we're not concerned as fans. Uh, I agree with you, Graham, that it's great to see him bringing in the rest of the teams, the winners, the midfielders, and they're, that's why they're contributing to more goals because Morelos is such a, a focal point in our play. Do you think uh, do you think he needs a goal to keep his confidence? To, or do you think Gerard is maybe telling him that you are having an important role here? Do you think Morelos knows how important he is right now? I'm not sure. Sh- it might be. It might be. I mean, maybe Morelos sees it as well that, you know, it's, I, I don't think he was a team player last year. And I know that sounds very harsh probably, but it was... He was probably thinking more about his own performance than the team's performance. Maybe there's something that's clicked in him. Maybe with this speculation and all the criticism he's getting, that he's thinking, you know what, I can be as the team is more important. So maybe it's something that's actually flicked in his mind that, you know, if I don't score, it's not the end. It's probably, maybe maybe that's me being really, really harsh, but maybe if he scored two goals but Rangers get beat, he'll go home happy. But now if he scores... You know, one one goal and or sets one up and we win. You'll be happy. So maybe maybe that is. We'll never know. Um, but yeah, let's hope he gets a, a goal, fires off his ass or something, goes in that will get him scoring again. So a hurricane goal. Ian, a couple of scares in the first half with standard age hitting the bar twice. Were you concerned about going into the second half, or you know what did you make of the defending and everything with them chances? Uh, they were always going to get chances, weren't they? I don't think they they weren't absolutely bombarding us or nothing. Um, so you would always expect a team in Europe to get a few chances. Um, the second one off the bar is a clear handball, isn't it? I mean, so I'm not even counting that as a off the bar scare. That's and then obviously McGregor manages to get himself booked. <laughs> but um, yeah, the first one it's it's a wee tight angle, isn't it? And he, he just gets a, like enough to flick it onto the bar. But they didn't have too many like that wasn't that clear cut a chance, was it? Really, it's 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 really I don't know. He just managed to flick it enough to to get it to hit the bar. Um, and then the handball header handball was probably a better chance. Like if he manages to get his head on that, he should score. But yeah, McGregor's not had any McGregor terrific saves to make. But no, I, I wasn't too concerned. I think we've been really solid at the back this season. We're now sixteen games in, and we've conceded three goals. It looks like regardless of who plays as well, so Bassey's had a couple of games, Holanda, Balogun, it looks like Tav and Goldson are pretty much nailed on to play every game. Um, it's it's looking, and then McLaughlin and McGregor, regardless of who's been playing, we've been absolutely solid at the back. And it, it just makes uh, Celtic spending £5 million on a goalkeeper and £2 million on Duffy look like fucking... Stupidity when we sign McLaughlin and, and Balogun for nothing, and these guys are going and keeping record breaking clean sheets and and uh, outstanding performances in Europe, and they've signed Shane Duffer. <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 did we ever find out if the ref actually spotted that handball? Because it seemed to be as if. Yeah, I think the boy got booked. No, I, what did the boy get booked yeah. for? I know McGregor got booked, but I didn't know if he, if he spotted that, to be fair. So. 
It's just, it wasn't... McGregor What's that? Why is McGregor getting booked? For what? For pointing it out? I didn't think he did get booked. I don't think the player did get booked for the handball. I'm just checking. I'm checking. Checking. See, be fair with McGregor, so... He, no, he didn't. Which, he didn't get booked. He didn't, right? Oh, so that's maybe why McGregor was going after his back foot. Before that, there was a few occasions where McGregor was doing his usual running to the edge of the box and screaming. I don't know why it's always at the edge of the box. It's like he's he treats that uh, eighteen yard line like a cliff that he can't jump over when he's screaming at the ref. It's quite funny. <laughs> Next time he's gone in his mad bastard uh, rant, watch him. He'll never go on it. And he'll just stop abruptly. But he he had a few <laughs> few goals at the ref um, beforehand, so I don't know if there's maybe just um, consistent descent, persistent descent. <laughs> <laughs> so in the the second half, I personally thought we, we controlled the game really well, especially considering the the treacherous conditions. How difficult, Graham? Sorry, how difficult did you think it was? Like you know for for us to play our own game and how do you think we, we handled adapting to changing our you know style to that do you think we done well or could we done better not initially no I think it took us about 10 minutes to realise you can't play a ball on the ground it really did take 10 minutes and it took standard age I think the same amount of time it just I don't know why they didn't realise sooner um, that the ball doesn't travel and there's puddles it just but I think we did adapt to it well eventually. You know, the 10 minutes into that, we then started to chip passes the way we should be playing it and, and balls were getting played the right way and, and over the top. Um, and I think it suited us as well. I think some of the play was OK because we were holding it up well, we were turning well and finding passes in pockets of space. And then when it came to when we had to get physical, that's when Bassey came in. Everybody's raving about Bassey's um, contribution on Thursday night and it's it was because of that physical physical approach that he took. He was not stopping for nothing. He was going through every challenge. And I, I need to say the same about um, Balligan as well. He was solid at the centre-half. He was going, winning everything, trying to win everything, and just being that solid um, solid unit. I think, just from what you're saying, Graham, I know Glenn Kamara is not somebody that you'd usually, you'd usually think about being physical and doing the dirty side of the game, but the last 15-20 minutes... I thought he he was right up. So he rolls he rolled his sleeves up when he was fouling, and sometimes he, he had to foul because the player had a turn on him. It was high up the pitch. It was very sensible, and it's something that we don't usually see for Glenn Kamara. And I thought he was brilliant at it for the last fifteen twenty minutes. Uh, my personal highlight of of the conditions was like Bassey. He done really well at the left wing, but I'm certainly tried to hit the ball the full length of the pitch just to waste time. It just gets stuck in a puddle. It's <laughs> as if he just kept kicking it and it was getting stuck in the puddle. So, <laughs> but I, I thought Bassey done fantastic in the, the the second half, especially moving on to injury time and Standard Lage had a, a fantastic opportunity in injury time, and I think that's especially where the we're maybe a bit fortunate with the weather because he's, um, you know, he's he's mis he's sort of miscontrolled it, and, I'm, and I'm, I think it would be quite a an easy tap in. Uh, Colin, so as someone who often miscontrols the ball um, at football, get it up, you. <laughs> how much did you shoot yourself with that chance? <laughs> Honestly, um, it's this is a chance right at the end, yeah, uh-huh. and 
my, my heart is in my mouth. I, I'm sitting next to you. You've seen me, and I'm, I'm a nervous wreck at the best of times in big games. And it's when the ball's coming all over. I'm like, all oh, right, here we go. Typical Rangers. And I actually thought to myself, I draws a decent result, and then it just, ah, it doesn't go. And I'm like, that's brilliant. So the moment we've all been waiting for, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Who wants to kick us off? It's brilliant. Like, you will not see a better goal in the Europa League all season. You'll struggle to find a better goal anywhere. Because it's not just about the strike for the halfway line. It's that he's the the ball back just outside their own box. He goes and wins the ball, takes it off the guy. He then beats him. He then managed to ride one tackle. He then beats another guy and then right on the halfway line smashes it, he doesn't float it, he absolutely leathers it right over the goalkeeper and it's it's just an absolute wonder strike, as I say. You, you, if that doesn't win the Puskas award, the goal that wins it must just be absolutely ridiculous. That was that was like seven seconds of everything, every reason why we've signed Kmar Roof, the player that he can be, his work rate, getting back, battling for the ball, being able to dribble at pace and use his strength to hold off players, just his and then his awareness and his execution. That's that's the player that we took a gamble on when there was a few moments and groans when we signed him because of his injury history and then when he got injured and ever play this year because we always have injury problems. <laughs> but that was just that that epitomised why we've signed him and uh, we won't see a better goal than that all season. I'll say that right now. I'm going to be doing well with see one in the next five, ten years, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah, in terms of an individual goal, I, I, I personally like team goals, you know, you see the passing, but in terms of an individual goal, I think that was, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, you look at all these, you know, goals that are scored in halfway line or, or whatever or in their own half, but what he had to do, you know, and it, it thing I like about him, he's really aggressive as well, but he's aggressive in a good way. He like, he not, I don't know why I always do this in an audio podcast. I'd make a movement so everyone can see me. He'll put his back and he'll, he's not afraid to get a bit dirty. Um, and he's a talent. He's a talent. I'm looking forward to seeing him get up to, to full full speed. Um, so we'll, we'll quickly touch upon the, the next next couple of games. So starting with Lech Poznan, how important is it, Graham, that we've been able to rotate today against Livingston so that we can sort of keep fresh for Thursday and get maximum points? This is when the squad depth comes into play here. Um, yeah, I think we've got we've got confidence in the team now. Um, Nothing to fear going into Europe. The way we are set up, we are a European team now. We're, the way we're playing, the way we can keep possession, and then the way we can press when we don't have possession, I think we have got nothing to fear for any team. Um, certainly no more group. Um, I know Ian said in there that we should be finishing second, but there's no reason why I don't why we shouldn't be aiming for first. Um, I've got every confidence in us now in Europe. But yeah, the, the, the squad depth that we've got, I can see more rotation. Um, I think Defoe will probably drop out. Probably not again for him. So um, he's not in the European squad, Graham. 
yeah, you know, it's the squad, so he's going to drop out. And then you've got your, your midfield that you're, we're going to rotate again, I think, bringing in Arfield and bringing in Kamara. So, um, yeah, I have the confidence in the squad. Just ask Graham there, who does he think... So, if, if Arfield and Kamara come in, who does he think will drop out? Because I'd imagine you'd probably drop Hadji or Arabo, and then either Davis or Jack... So, which which two would you go for? I'm becoming a bit of a Jack fanboy, so I'm not going to be taking Jack out. I think it would be Davis, um, just because of the, maybe the legs element. Yep. Uh, I think Davis is going to be suited for um, domestic games, and he's going to control domestic games, so I think he'll be better suited there. Um, and then Hadji, I think, would probably drop him out um, to bring in our field. Interesting. Uh, Colin, nothing less than three points, doesn't it? No, I think after after the start we've gave ourselves, we even beforehand, this was a game we would have looked at and said, if we want to qualify, we realistically we need to take three points at home against Poznan and nothing changes. If anything, there's a wee bit more pressure on Rangers now to to go and convincingly win after that game. But I think if Rangers do as they have been doing, take one game at a time and set up to play to their strengths and get, you know, get the, hopefully after today there's no, no too many bumps or groans and everybody's fit and I'm confident whoever we go away and we set up right and they apply themselves right, three points. Yeah, no, I completely agree, um, especially the home games in Europe. If we, you know, we win the games, we're in a very good position and we have been very strong at home, obviously, so... Uh, yeah, three points is a, is a must for me. Briefly touch on Kelly away next week. Struggled struggled up there a bit in the past few seasons. I don't think there's any margin to slip up. Ian, how should we, we set up to, to make sure we get three points in this game, do you think? I'd, I'd go with the kind of three we had today. The Aribo had you, Kent. And I think it's it's to give us that, that something from nothing aspect in the team. Um, I'd probably be tempted to go pretty much the same team. We'll see how Barisic is by then. Um, but other than Barisic for Bassi, I think the team we played today is probably the way I'd go against Kilmarnock. Just to get those three, as I say, three players who can produce that just the absolute moment of magic. And then I don't know how I'd play up front. You pick one for four, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be looking to be definitely more on the front foot and maybe try and play the ball a bit wider because I think what where their strength is is right in the middle way. If you look at probably their centre-halves and then Power and Dicker. So if we can spread it wider and avoid the strength of their team, um, take, can I almost take them out of play? or force Dicker and Power wide. Um, I think that's the way I'd go. Can I maybe try and get it wider um, and, and play round Dicker and Power rather than try to go through them? I think so, yeah. It's, um, it's maybe a, a point to, to think about, maybe getting more natural wide players, the likes of maybe maybe Kenton Jones or Kenton Barker as maybe an option and we could utilise Hadji in a more central place to, to pick them out as well. Colin, what's your thoughts? Um, I'm going to sound 
as if I'm oversimplifying this massively, so apologies. I think next week with Kilmarnock, it doesn't matter too much who we play or how we set up. I think the biggest challenge for whoever starts is getting over the mentality of being six points clear and having the opportunity to go nine points. Celtic are playing Aberdeen in, in the Cup. Rangers can go nine points clear and you know maybe this was in their heads today, but I think it, every game that pressure will get harder and harder for Rangers and it's something that they are going to have to overcome for the rest of the season now. They've never been chased by Celtic. This is completely new to them. And I think that's the only question I have with these players. We know their talent. We know they can change. We know there's different formations, different personnel changes. This is all where they're, they're strong enough mentally and in the stomach to to be the favourites because they've always done well as underdogs, even in Europe as well. That's my big my big question I've got this Rangers team next week. So far, they've risen to every challenge, but it's another challenge. Yeah. Graham, is, is there any more motivation? You can go nine points clear Celtic today, go make it happen. Yeah, um, definitely. It's going to be a, a great opportunity, isn't it, to extend that gap. Um, just to pick up on a, a geography point for you there, Scott, you, you go down to Kelly, you don't go up to Kelly. Um, <laughs> just a small thing there. Um, no, I agree. Um, I agree actually with Scott to bring in Jones. I'm going to play him on that official pitch, so I think that was a, a good shout to bring him in. Um, I think he plays quite well on that official pitch, and that pace is what we will need to get in behind. Come on, look. I totally agree. Get that, get it wide, and get it away from the center center of the pitch. Um, but yeah, great opportunity for us to extend the extend the lead, but. Yeah, no, definitely. And Graham, I think you're forgetting that edit this as well, so I will be cutting that out as well. So that's fine. <laughs> so moving on, favourite part of the week, Twitter part of the week. Colin, would you like to kick us off with what you've seen in the social media platforms? Aye, I've seen, uh, I, I seen this about five minutes after full-time on Thursday night. Somebody tweeted, the pitch is so wet, Alan McGregor's trying to shag it. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, have you, have you seen anything yourself? No, not particularly. But can one of you tell me what happened to Jackie McNamara? Is there any use over that? I'm not uh, right off my social media. So, what was he saying? He was um, on, a, on an interview to probably some uh, Celtic TV jobber. He, he, was, he was moaning about the result of the old firm, basically because Rangers are not a good team. And his words, he just kept on saying it. They aren't even a good team. It was it was two seconds away from walking down Circle City, shouting they've turned the wings against us. <laughs> was this on like Celtic TV or something? I don't know if it was like a podcast or anything. Yeah, but, it? Um, it been a paper or something. The Kerry Dale meltdown has been a great laugh this week. That's one of the things I have been following. But yeah, some beauties yeah. on that. <laughs> Uh, not, not from Twitter. The thing I seen was actually today, and and it's it, it's Ollie McBurney. I, I love his refusal to join in the huddle. And he's just standing up tall, hands behind his back. <laughs> he's just, it's brilliant. Just absolute. I am not joining in in this. Not at all. Um, I love that. And it was a picture. It was he had posted it himself. It's just, aye, brilliant. It's not that he's like six foot three or something. <laughs> he stands there like a sore thumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my personal favourite yesterday I think it was in 
follow follow or something but um, some Rangers fans have started a just given page for Shane Duffy to sign permanently for Celtic so it's not like two pounds yesterday but I'm sure it's went up the day after his performance this morning so <laughs> anyway uh, well lads it's been a pleasure thank you to Colin Graham and Ian for your time thanks everyone for listening and we'll speak to you next week <laughs> sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.